Radio MD. RadioMD.com. The world's preeminent talk radio portal. All about your health. And now here's Melanie Cole, MS, host of Staying Well. If you've recently been told by your dentist or periodontist that you need a gum graft, maybe you shouldn't panic because it may not be quite as bad as you think it might be. My guest today is Dr. Joan Otomo Cordial. She is the president of the American Academy of Periodontology. So welcome to the show, Dr. Cordial. Tell us a little bit about periodontal disease. What is it and how does it really affect your teeth and overall health? Well, thank you for having and highlighting periodontal disease. Um, periodontal disease is a chronic inflammatory disease. It's caused by bacteria in the soft plaque that goes below the gum line. And the signs and symptoms are swelling, um, some irritation, redness, bleeding. You can have bone loss, but it's not really something you will see early on. And most people would recognize bad breath. When you get the bone loss, then you could possibly get recession. And then in the future, tooth loss. So Pretty much it's a bacterial infection that we, we have uh, looked at the clinical science on. 500-plus species of bacteria are in dental plaque. So brushing by itself does not remove the bacteria that live uh, under our gums. So there are major types of periodontal diseases, two uh, specific ones, which is gingivitis, just your gums. That's the mildest, mildest form. And then there are several forms of periodontitis that can go from mild, moderate to severe. We we also know that the mouth is a reflection of the systemic health. So oral tissues turn over faster than any tissue in your body except your cornea. So you actually can diagnose oral diseases by the mouth. Well, I'll tell you, I I think that's that's great information because we have talked about heart disease and plaque and, and, you know, build up and it's, re, you know, relation to what goes on in the mouth. But I would like to get to the gum graft surgery because okay. it's it's interesting and something that I might have to go through myself. So if you've got any of these symptoms that you've described, when would gum grafting be an appropriate treatment option and what is involved? Well, you know, with periodontal uh, grafting, a lot of patients have no signs and symptoms at all of active periodontal disease. It may, it's going to be painless unless you have some sensitivity of the root. And the only way to know if you are in need of a soft tissue or a gum graft is by getting a comprehensive periodontal examination, which is measuring your pockets but also measuring the recession because you need to have a baseline. You can have short, shallow pockets, but you can also have recession, and if you don't know that's increasing, you won't know where you are as far as the amount of bone loss or, or gum tissue loss. So, Is this something that takes, well, does it take a long time? Because uh, people talk about getting implants and having to have gum grafts, you know, it, before they do that. And they say, oh, it's a two-year process. It's very expensive. You know, you're talking about pockets, short pockets. Um, so is this a long process? Well, gum grafting, the process itself is very short. The procedures are a half an hour to maybe, at the longest, an hour and a half. So time-wise, the procedure, the surgical procedure, is not the issue. It is um, making sure, though, that you have the right foundation before you put in an implant or before you put in a crown. We have two types of, really, gum tissues in the mouth as well, and one has a lot of keratin, 
it's um, a harder tissue. When you chew something crunchy, it deflects it off. The other tissue has very little keratin. It's called mucosa. It's your cheek tissue. Very thin and very friable. So in health, you want to have a nice, healthy band of thick, attached tissue around the necks of the teeth. So you will have recession if you have an inadequate band of that specific type of tissue. And lots of, lots of causes for that that not, are, not necessarily are the chronic inflammatory part. Let me wow. talk so, about risk factors. Yes. Well, so so you you know the re, the healing and the recovery is what people worry about and you mm-hmm. say that there's not, you know, pain and that sort of thing, but does it make it difficult to eat? Is it something that takes you talk about the foundation too? Is it something that takes a long time for it to heal once you've had that half an hour procedure? Once you have the procedure, the change in lifestyle is primarily for the first 24 hours cold inside your mouth. The colder, the better. Crushed ice and water. Um, teas are fine. Soft food is fine. You could have pasta salad, tuna salad. You could have sushi as long as you chew on the other side. Smoothies are a great thing to have. Without a straw, you want to create no sucking action after any type of oral surgery. So, you know, the limitation is primarily for the first 24 hours on cold. Then for the rest of the week, you don't want to eat hard, crunchy things, nuts, chips, um, things like that. You can have uh, fish. You can have steamed veggies. You can have rice, potatoes. All of that is fine. Just the crunchy is the major restriction. And then what are you ready for once you have these gum grafts? Well, number one, the reason is why are you having the graft? Is it for aesthetics? Is it for a um, restorative problem? Is it for increasing gum recession? Is it because you can't clean? It it depends on the reason why you're having the procedure. Usually within six weeks, you can have the crown or you can have the implant. Um, You can have the plastic filling or whatever the uh, necessary restorative component is. Hmm. And does insurance cover these things? I mean, is there any, I know, you know, periodontists, you are, you are separate from dentists. I have so much respect for your profession and, but it does insurance or dental insurance have any impact on this? Is this an expensive thing to have done, doctor? Insurance generally covers the procedure and what you would have the doctor do, and I do recommend it being by a periodontist because Periodontists have been trained in three intensive years after dental school to specifically do these types of surgical procedures. You know, even in plastic surgery, you have physicians who do specific parts of plastic surgical procedures. It's the same in in dentistry. So um, essentially, yes, you can go ahead and have procedures done right afterwards, and it should be done by a periodontist. So where would somebody get some really great information about gum graft surgery or if they suspect periodontal disease? How do they find a good periodontist? We have a website, www.perio.org, and on that site you can put in a zip code and find a periodontist in your location. It's www.perio.org. Correct. Now, in the last just minute here, if you would sort of wrap up and kind of restate 
why somebody would need gum graft surgery, what's going on in their mouth that would cause the need for this? Well, first of all, the cause of recession is going to be lack of bone. And there is a genetic predisposition. It depends on your biotype. If you have a thin biotype, you are more susceptible. It depends on occlusal habits or chewing. If you are grinding, you have bruxism, you have a, a bad bite, a malocclusion, your teeth are in trauma, you're more likely to get recession and bone loss. Um, it also depends on if you've had things like orthodontic therapy, if the tissues are thinner. And, of course, the systemic makeup is important. If you are female going through peri to postmenopause, you get thinner epithelium, meaning hair tissues, anything of, that is epidermal in origin, your, your hair, your tissues, um, tend to get thinner and recede. And also, perimenopausal, we do see more likely to have um, bone density changes. So you will get, you know, recession. We see that more likely in postmenopausal females. So there are so a lot these of, are reasons yeah. that people might, you know, these are some risk factors that you're seeing more often. The website is www.perio.org, and it is the American Academy of Periodontology. I said that right, the AAP. This is Melanie Cole, and you're listening to Radio MD. If you missed any of the great information, you can listen anytime, on demand or on the go. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure and share the show with your friends. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Scroll around and learn something with us. This is Melanie Cole for Radio MD. Stay well.